the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, although it tends to be overshadowed by Mary's rather dramatic act of sacrificial worship, Martha's service on this occasion was no less commendable or pleasing to the Lord. She serves as a model for all believers that we should all serve. And as good neighbors, our church family looks for ways to serve others in the community and around the world. Our passion for service to the Lord is often a great indicator of just how strong our relationship with the Lord really is. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse and a continuation of our look at the book of John with teacher pastor Leighton Sheely. He is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is an outreach of the church. And more details about us can be found on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 55. Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 55. Now, when we last met, we noted that the raising of Lazarus from the dead marked the end of Jesus' public ministry and the beginning of the religious leader's earnest plot to take his life. His enemies asked the question, what are we accomplishing? They had been working diligently to try to marginalize Jesus. And they had followed an ancient pattern that is still so effective it's used today, thousands of years later. First, they tried to find some kind of a compromise in Jesus' life. And they couldn't find one because he was without sin. He was perfect. So they tried to lure him into compromise. They tried to... uh, coax him with questions that were intended to entrap him, to compromise his position with the people or with Rome. But their attempts backfired because he was too smart for them. And then they tried to spread rumors about him, but the rumors had no significant effect. He just went right on ministering, and the people continued to flock to him. Nothing succeeded against Jesus. And so they asked the question, what are we accomplishing And then they decided to ramp up the activity. Caiaphas stood up and he suggested that one man should die for the sake of the nation. That Jesus Christ was to be assassinated. But it was not yet Jesus' time. You see, he was the Passover lamb of God. And the Passover lamb must be slain during Passover. And so Jesus and his disciples stayed in Ephraim until... Chapter 11, verse 55. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. This is the third and last Passover mentioned in John's Gospel. As required by the Jewish religious laws, many went up to Jerusalem to purify themselves 
And so Jerusalem was crowded long before the actual Passover. In fact, some historians estimate there was more than a million and maybe 2.5, 2.5 million people that occupied the city of Jerusalem. I had the opportunity to walk through the old city of Jerusalem. You can walk from one side of it to the other in about five minutes. It's not that large. And so as people were standing there, literally shoulder to shoulder, standing in lines, they asked this question, what do you think? You don't think he would come to the feast, do you? They had an intense interest in Jesus, but they didn't have a commitment. Chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus, therefore, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And so they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. There's a word in here, therefore, that ties this section of the narrative to the preceding. This gospel is written out of a deep conviction that Jesus Christ came to die for sinners, that it was the purpose of God that he should lay down his life for others. Therefore, at the appointed time, the time set by the Father, he came to the city where he would be delivered up to death. John's interest in providing precise detail comes out when he gives us exactly when Jesus came to Bethany in reference to one of the great feasts. He says, six days before the Passover, which would be the Sabbath or Saturday. Now, the Sanhedrin had declared and decreed that anyone who knew where Jesus was was to report that to them. They were treating him like he was some kind of a criminal that uh, was fleeing. But rather than turning him in like a criminal, Jesus' friends decided to throw a party for him in Bethany, only two miles from Jerusalem, and it was an expression of their love to him and their gratitude for the raising of Lazarus. Now, the meal, the word for meal here refers to the main meal of the day. That meant it would have been a lengthy one. It would have been designed for leisurely uh, conversation. Back then, people sat down to a meal. It wasn't like anything we do today. Today, they would sit down around a U-shaped low table or actually they would kind of lay down with their heads towards the table and their feet extended behind them and uh, hold themselves up on one elbow. We would consider it very uncomfortable, but that's, uh, that's what they did. And we don't know how many people were there. We know that uh, Jesus was there, the twelve, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and probably Simon the leper, but we don't really know how many people. There could have been more uh, that are not mentioned. And Martha was serving. Now, there's a, a record in Luke's gospel of an event that took place uh, many months before this, which, gave, which gives us some insight into Martha's attachment to serving. It's found in uh, Luke chapter 10. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed her, him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. So she went up to Jesus and said, Lord... Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, the incident that's mentioned in Luke chapter 10 is not the same incident that's mentioned in John chapter 12. There's no rebuke in, in John chapter 12, as here's found in Luke chapter 10. And so we find here, though, that throughout Scripture, Martha is portrayed as having a heart for serving and is a model for all believers. 
she was a very practical woman, and the way that she expressed her love for the Lord was through her service and the work of her hands. She always gave what she could. And, and that's uh, important for us to understand that it's just as possible to serve Jesus in a kitchen as it is on, in a pulpit or leading a class or in some other fashion. And like Martha, all believers should be engaged in selfless service. Jesus said, The greatest among you shall be your servant. And spoke of himself as an example when he said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Paul the Apostle repeatedly described himself as a bondservant of Jesus Christ, as did James, Peter, Jude, and John. In John 12, 26, the Lord promised, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now, although it tends to be overshadowed by Mary's rather dramatic act of sacrificial worship, Martha's service on this occasion was no less commendable or pleasing to the Lord. She serves as a model for all believers that we should all serve. And as good neighbors, our church family looks for ways to serve others in the community and around the world. And sometimes we get recognized for it, sometimes we don't. After the 8.30 service this morning... Brother Herman, who has led our jail ministry very faithfully for many years, presented this to me. It reads, San Francisco Sheriff's Department Religious Services, Certificate of Appreciation for Outstanding Service to the People of the City and County of San Francisco. Church of the Highlands, in recognition and gratitude for your contributions and guidance in supporting the spiritual life and growth of our in-custody and post-release populations. Signed by the Sheriff. San Francisco. Now, we're really very, very thankful when, when we do get recognized, but we also keep in mind that the greatest recognition and the greatest reward is when we get to heaven. That's the reward, reward we, we're looking forward to. Now, verse 3, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And so in keeping with the portrayal of her character elsewhere in the gospel, she is once more seen as the uh, more relationally oriented of the two sisters. Martha tends to be more task-oriented. Mary tends to be more people-oriented. And in a startling outpouring and expression of her love for Jesus, she took a pound, a very costly perfume of pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus. Now, a pound corresponds to the Roman measure of 12 ounces, and that was a large amount of perfume. Nard was a fragrant oil extracted from the root and spike of a plant that was native in the Himalayan mountains, the mountains between India and China, which meant that part of its value was from the great cost of transporting it from its origination over 2,000 miles away by camel and by cart to the Middle East. And furthermore, Mary's nard was described as being pure in quality, which made it even more valuable. Some thought that the value of it was somewhere near 300 denarii, which was a figure that Judas agreed with, and that would have been roughly equivalent to a typical working person's annual wage in one one bottle of perfume. 
the uh, alabaster vial in which it was carried was also added to its value, and that was also broken. And so it tells us that Mary gave all that she had, both the contents and the container. She was following perhaps an example of King David, found in 2 Samuel 24, where he refused to offer something to the Lord that cost him nothing. She gave it all. Some of you, I'm sure, will remember the words to the song, I Surrender All, the old hymn, All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. And the key word there is all. We'll come back with more from Pastor Leighton Sheely as he continues in the book of John tomorrow at this same time. This outreach is called Study Verse by Verse and is brought to you in part by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. If you'd like to join us as a financial partner, you can give safely on the website for the church, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And all the details about the service times and other ministries available through Church of the Highlands, plus Highlands Christian Schools, can be found right there or at least linked through to from the website highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow for more from the book of John as we study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.